Okay, what's an elastic phrase? Elastic girl? That was not what you're asking. Yeah. Elastic no. timeline. Elastic timeline. Yeah. I thought you were talking about elastic waistband. I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> Ain't nothing well, wrong with an elastic waistband, though. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? You know what really could use some more elastic waistbands? Jeans. Joe writes Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Sick Burn Jane, aka Austin Austin, a Podlander drunk cast podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. She was drinking oh, her coffee. Um, and we are joined by friend of the show, who a pretty significant percentage of you have said you have a friend crush on. Emma Fraser. Emma, thank you for joining us. Hi. Uh, everyone is, of course, in American tradition, obsessed with your accent. But also oh. that lovely brain. So uh, we're very excited to have you back and talk about uh, all kinds of things with regard to, to this P&P. But first, I have two questions. Sure. One infamously you had not seen the miniseries had you seen this one no no <laughs> oh wow okay i know wow. right i know i love that our podcast is somehow exposing <laughs> you to even more culture to british culture <laughs> I love this, oh wow yeah look at us us americans no it's Just, great <laughs> would you like to talk about football Sure, <laughs> I, I can. I, you know, that's what they, that's what they call it over there. Oh, we gosh. do, we do, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and what did I, for some reason I was about to say go up box instead of lift, and that's one hundred percent a Thirty Rock joke. That's what Michael should go say. up box, <laughs> go up box. Um, okay, that was question one. So I'm very curious on. Well, I'm sure we'll get that throughout. Question two: uh, When I was a child. It growing up in Mich- Michigan, in the un- in the Midwest, I uh, had to go to on field trips to like the Gypsum Mines or like uh, Jenison House, which is just a house that happened to be built at like at a totally reasonable time because America is five <laughs> minutes old. So when you were growing up, sure. were you ever like? Today, we're going on, I don't know what you would call it, a, f- a go-up box field trip. Um, <laughs> I, were you ever, like, to Chatsworth House? Um, we didn't go to or Chatsworth. Or places like that. Stately Manors? We, yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of that. We went to, um, well, I'm from Stratford-upon-Avon originally, so Shakespeare Country. <laughs> oh, so. you saw a lot. You, saw, <laughs> you did a lot of field trips. So it's kind of like everywhere, um, but also because we're relatively close to Birmingham, so we went to the Black Country Museum, which is where Peaky Blinders is essentially kind of filmed around there. Um, cool. So yeah, it was kind of a mixture, I guess, of industrial, and then also like we'd go to like Blenheim Palace with my family, which sounds like we were staying there, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was like... That's my image. That's the image I'm holding on to, though. You guys are fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's lots of castles. Warwick Castle's great. Look it up. It's got a moat. Uh, <laughs> Love a moat. So, oh, yeah. a question that I have. Uh, as Allison said, as Americans going on the field trips when you're a kid, it's like, this house was built in 1862. And you're like, I can conceive of that. Sure. But then when you're in Britain and you go to a castle or something and they're like, this was built in 1100. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever, do English people ever have that moment of, damn, that's a long time ago? Or is it just, like, not 
Re, I the one time that so the village I live in, which is just outside Stratford on Avon, it's this place called Bidford on Avon. Um, they were building a car park, and uh, they found um some remains of like a Roman or something in the car park, and that was that was big, that was exciting. But anything kind of anything around Shakespeare, no, that doesn't feel that old. But anything I guess pre that does. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, growing up in Southeast Washington, one of our field trips was to go to our makeshift replica of Stonehenge. What? <laughs> but, just, but what's really ridiculous about this makeshift replica of Stonehenge is that it was built as Out a of mirror, cars? No, but as a mirror image. So it's actually incorrect because the architect of it, like, didn't like had the plans flipped or something like that. That's that amazing. is the most American thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I, I I will say so. I'm currently watching I Love Lucy for the first time. I'm Ooh, very obsessed. I'm on the final season, and so yeah, they just moved to Connecticut, and their house is early American, and it just makes me die every time she's up it. Like <laughs> I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, it's what it's is 15 minutes old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah, All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that I'm. See, now I just want to. We're going to have to do like a bonus episode at some future date where all we do is talk about the field trips you did as a child. How many times <laughs> did you have to go? How many times did you have to go to Shakespeare's house? Actually, really not that many. Like, they were kind of like, you guys know this, it's fine. Yeah, cool. Great. <laughs> like, actually, so they, my friend went, like, the boys' school um, is where Shakespeare went. So it is kind of like, it's. It's just how it is. He's just—he's just alma mater. He's like it's just part of their identity. You've got yeah. something to live up to. Go, Will. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, the endowment. Being from Stratford upon Avon, do you have to back the? Um, is like—is it a requirement in your? I don't know township charter that you have to back <laughs> William Shakespeare was just a person, a single person who did the things or is it like your punk rebellious face? You're like, no, it was Christopher Marlowe and Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> no, see, I get weirdly like, no, yeah, he did do it. Like, it's, yeah, you kind of are like, no, he wrote them. Like, it, was, it was Shakespeare alone. <laughs> like he's buried in the, the church in Stratford. And there's like all these rules about not being able to like, look at the bone. Like there's like people have been wanting to like, x-ray the casket or the tomb and there's like loads of shit about that um, why do they want to do that i guess to see if it's him or what like yeah it's <laughs> lots of conspiracies you open you open shakespeare's casket and it's just a piece of, piece of parchment that says gotcha <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no 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 please emma whatever you were going to say no i was just gonna say it's really nutty and people do get really like intense about it and i think because obviously the town's legacy like if they took that away <laughs> it would oh, it, be nothing oh, yeah. it would have it like, would be it would be over for stratford yeah. that's like yes. uh, Me- metropolis illinois right like that's that's superman's home and if you take that away from them they're like well what fuck you that's our bread and butter or it's like identity. how every town named springfield in the entire united states is like Simpsons. it's us yeah we are the springfield <laughs> totally. we're the one we're it. We are the number one Springfield. Um, okay. None of that has anything to do with Pride and Prejudice. So let's talk about Pride and Prejudice. First thing first. Emma, did you, while you were watching this movie, happen to look down to take a note when uh, Matthew McFadden did this? 
yeah, I, I enjoyed the hands off. Good. Okay. Yeah. Saw it. okay. Yes. Good. Because yeah. Julie looked down it. to take a note, missed the entire thing, <laughs> and then spent like two episodes being loud and wrong about it. Just kidding. <laughs> but then I admitted I was wrong, and we yeah, recorded like an a- entire episode about that 0.2 seconds but, of film. Oh, I know. But this is KiraFest, and what we will do during KiraFest is celebrate all the things uh, for this Joe Wright PP, as well as your right. mistake. <laughs> okay, okay. Cool. cool, cool, cool. All right. Other than that, I just had to check and make sure you saw the hand flags. What, how, what did you think? What were your responses? How does it compare to the miniseries? Well, I love Atonement a lot. And yes. I got, I, I actually didn't realize oh, that this was this. his debut um, feature. Like, oh, yeah. and it's really impressive. <laughs> Like, I don't think the, I realized that either. Yeah, it's his debut feature. Wow. And wow. Holy oh. shit! <laughs> right? Oh my like, god. That's, like that's a, incredible. A, that's a confidence with the camera movement, like those steady cam shots. I I thought it felt more lived in in a weird way than the BBC one. Like, it was more lively. Um, yeah. Like, mm. I guess budget probably helps. Um, and the fact it is a feature, so it's condensed into two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I thought he he's always great with lighting and it always sounds like a, I really, when I write down the lighting is great it always feels like it's such a weird note to make but it's so beautifully shot uh, yeah no I thought it was great I actually prefer it to the miniseries as well I don't, know if, that's, I don't know if that's controversial is that controversial? no everybody has their own pee pee yeah. yeah everybody <laughs> has their own pee pee it's a personal pee pee experience yeah yes mm-hmm. um, and, and my pre- our sort of journey as a group uh, Janine had seen it before on a date uh, and then rediscovered his love for Kira Knightley. We're going to say rediscovered, even though I'm guessing it was just always there. Uh, I <laughs> yes, liked this one a lot when I saw it initially, but then it sort of faded in my memory as being the other Pride and Prejudice that I really like, but the one that's not as good as the miniseries. And in revisiting, I was like, no, this this movie fucks. Um, <laughs> it's really good. It uh, good. So that was my journey. Julie had like a meh reaction to the first half and then a borderline rapturous reaction to the second the half. The second half of the movie is great. Um, yeah. Whole journey um, mm-hmm. in that regard. So no, it's uh, we're, we're in all PPs are good PPs except for the <laughs> musical. Yeah. yeah um, that, that PP stank. And Hallmark <laughs> Channel pee-pee. tries at PP. Well, but that wasn't a PP. That was a You're right. that was a Christmas movie that they tried to get an IP for. An oh, IP. That was an IP. IP. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how did you feel about our Lizzie and our Darcy? Um, great. Again, I also didn't realize that Kira was only twenty when she made this movie, which is also insane. Bonkers. Like, she kind of. She's always seemed older because I think, I guess she did Pirates when she was really young as well. Um, so it kind of feels like she's always been with us <laughs> in the movies. Uh, but no, I really like them. I thought they had really great chemistry. It's weird because I'm a big Succession fan, like a lot of people. So it's weird to see, like, to take the Tom out of Matthew yeah. McFadden. Like, you kind of, I had to, it took me a moment. And also his hair was slightly distracting with the, like, sweepiness. Uh, I think Colin has better hair. That's my, uh, (laughs) but generally, yeah, I thought their chemistry was great. Uh, like the final scene is particularly like, it's, it's a very horny movie for nothing, obviously, other than hand flexes. (laughs) Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's an extremely horny movie in which you don't see anyone have sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for with their eyes. Lots of eye sex. <laughs> yeah. Lots and lots of eye sex. Okay. So we like the movie. Um, what was your response to the costuming? I feel like you always, you've got really great, hot opinions. And then we're just going to ask you a bunch of questions because that's just cool. We're fascinated. Well, I, I, I mean, I love Jacqueline Durant a lot. I think she's phenomenal. I think she's really good at period at, like adding a, a slight hint of contemporary into it, but without making it seem contemporary. Like, cause she won the Oscar for the women. And I think there's like a similar vibe in a way. I, I think, I get, I think the costumes are better in this for me personally, like aesthetically than um, the 95 version, just cause apparently like Joe Wright, I don't like the empire like silhouette very much. Um, like it's fine, but it's not my thing. Um, but no, I think what she did was, Stunning. I think it was really good. What about it particularly do you think is um, differentiates it from the miniseries? What's the biggest difference? Uh, well, I think color and material as well. Like at this time in, uh, like, because it is obviously before the set before the uh, the ninety five version, you can see the use of linen over cotton, especially in the things that Lizzie's wearing, like the fact that she's wearing a lot of browns and a lot of greens. I think the palette's great. I think the silhouettes also look incredible as well. Like it's not too ostentatious. It feels more real in a way. And obviously there's probably going to be historical inaccuracies because there always are. Uh, But yeah, I thought just the use of color was really impressive. Well, it seems that that's like more related to that pre-industrial revolution kind of stuff, right? Where it doesn't look as fabricated in that regard. Is that, would that be right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I kind of, I, I did a bit of, I haven't actually done that much of this period before, um, before we started talking, actually. Uh, and I recently bought this book uh, by this dress historian. Her name's Hilary Davidson. Uh, she's Australian. And it's a uh, dress in the age of uh, Jane Austen. And it's basically the history of that period and where you go from the kind of like natural corseting to the high empire waistline and it's just so fascinating how it's all about the whole stuff to do with the French and how Britain was at war with France pretty much for like a 20 year period and that's why it shifted away from the kind of ostentatious to this kind of version that's in this movie to then what we get in the later PMP or earlier I guess if that was, you know mm-hmm. what I mean like the one that's set like in the mm-hmm. actual regency um I didn't realize that empire um came the, the term for that dress was a 20th century term that was because it's the French empire the first French empire that's where I it didn't know that yeah so I actually have that written down what's the date so the first French empire was 1804 to 1815 um but the empire line was as early as 1785 which is why I think it's cool that Caroline Bingley is the only person that has that high waist. Um, I think that's at the Netherfield ball when she's wearing the mm. kind of, she's the only one who's not got cat sleeves. Uh, mm. And yet only one sister. What was that? Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I wish, I wish she'd had another sister to talk to, but I hadn't clocked that. I mean, obviously she comes in and you can tell her dress is more expensive and obviously um, stylish, you know, like she's got that sort of, ostentatious frippery thing going on but um i hadn't clocked that it would have been more uh of the moment i guess 
That's really cool. Yeah. Um, we talked about this off mic. So just so that everybody listening, we may have talked about it in an earlier episode as well. Um, Joe Wright's Pride and Prejudice is set um, earlier than the miniseries. So w- roughly speaking, it's as though the miniseries um, is set at the time that Pride and Prejudice was published, whereas uh, Joe Wright's PP is set at about the time that it was written, yeah. um, when it was still called First Impressions. <laughs> Uh, so that is what Emma's talking about here. And if you have been watching, if you watch and you think, wow, the costumes look really different, that's a huge part of why. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some really, I've talked about this before, how I like color story. Um, and this one has a really interesting um, pattern story uh, between Darcy and Elizabeth. Um, so when she's at Pemberley uh, and she's in that dress, she's uh, vertical stripes. Mm-hmm. And when he comes in, uh, also there's a very big moment in that when she sees uh, him and Georgiana, that's so atonement, that gasp, like yeah. the looking through the door. Uh, and then, so when they go and talk outside, he's got stripes on, on his um, waistcoat, but they're horizontal. And then when he comes back with Bingley, when Bingley like hooks up with Jane again, <laughs> I hooks up. <laughs> I love like, that. I love yeah. that sequence so much. So then uh, he's wearing um, vertical stripes. So it's like it's weirdly that they're kind of coming together, but they're still kind of awkward. And then when he comes back, he's in the vertical stripes. So it's kind of like a. I might be reading too much into it, but I feel like that was purposeful. That there's this kind of like unity. Yeah. There's, there's so much intention in this film on every level of it. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if that was an intentional move. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You know what I was thinking about as we were preparing for this is, um, and by that I mean as Emma was preparing for this and Julie and Janine and I were all just like, we need to talk about costumes today. Um, when I, th- I was trying to think of like, what's the iconic costume from this movie? Um, and I'm not sure that there is, other than maybe... Hit. No, because that's just a silhouette. I was going to say him striding across the field. It's that duster, bud. It's it is the duster. Duster. Yeah. The duster. Yeah. Yeah. Veering gently to the left. Um, <laughs> this way, man. <laughs> this way. Over here. Um, that all of the costumes that I think about, at least for Lizzie, are all of her like, I'm fucking around the house. I'm sitting on a tire swing. I'm running down the path. Yeah. Um, not, I'm going to a ball, I want to look my best. And those are beautiful. Like, the mm. the gown she wears to the Netherfield ball with all the little flowers in her hair is beautiful. Yeah. Um, she, like, she turns some looks. But I think much more of the stuff that she wears that sort of wrinkle that's very Joe Marchie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, this Lizzie Bennett has big Joe March energy and the Saoirse Ronan Joe March has big Lizzie Bennett energy yeah. so it works mm-hmm. and um, there's a re- like I love a repeat costume it's literally one of my favorite things and it's um, the shawl that she has it's kind of like her comfort shawl it's like her security blanket she has it throughout and it's just cool to see that like thread and I guess you wouldn't have a million things and obviously the Bennett's aren't going to have that much money anyway so it makes sense that she would have a repeat um but i think that's a really nice touch is that she wraps this like embroidered shawl around her all the time oh that's cool um what did you think about our older characters mr and mrs bennett and of course dame judy coming in hot (laughs) as lady catherine de burr like amazing i think again impeccable casting like 
all three of them were fantastic. I love, there's like a shot of uh, Mrs. Bennett's shoes. Uh, like, I think it's after the party, maybe when she's hungover. Uh, oh, when she's like bopping yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's just like stuff like that's cool. And I love that, like, Judy and her purple, because purple's always the sign that you've got a shit ton of money at this time. Um, Was that about dyes and expense of yeah. processing? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So purple tends to be regal or um, it's Catholic a lot as well, like it's to do with like death and things. Um, but yeah, it's always expensive. Um, so I love that, yeah, you could see the generational thing. And also because this is set so close to the French Revolution, um, there's meant to be this whole thing about how the aristocracy were kind of shitting it a bit that they were going to get, get it next. Um, so there's this whole thing about how they're trying to come down to this, like another level, but yet they're kind of, they still look kind of ridiculously rich in comparison. So. I didn't think about this. this the was wig, an... her wig is French. It yeah. really does oh, look yeah. like French. Yeah. And yeah. really throws her back a little bit in time, which I yeah. thought was cool. Very and then you... outlander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, then you, and then obviously you've got kind of the younger because I like that Jane obviously has her very own set color palette. Like she's in the blues and pinks and then you've got, uh, Lydia and Kitty being ridiculous. And I, and I read a quote from, um, Jacqueline Duran saying that she refers to them as Tweedledee and Tweedledum and that they were, <laughs> they were always a mirror image of each other. So if one of them was wearing a green jacket, the other one would be wearing a green dress. So it'd be, and then they'd flip, uh, cool. then, you have Ma- then you have Mary in black all the time. Mary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mary. <laughs> Jesus. I hate balls. <laughs> she just wants to play piano, you know? She does. She wants, she wants to, um, she wants to uh, exhibit her accomplishments, uh, and she wants to marry a vicar and then never speak to anyone ever again. I thought the casting was fun of the girls. Well, I thought it was kind of weird that Jenna Malone was like the one American. Like, I, I thought she was good, but it was just, it kind of stood out to me that everyone else was like British cast, which I, I'm, again, I'm fine. If, if someone can do the accent, then that's cool. Mm-hmm. But it did. Well, and Donald Sutherland. Oh, yes, of course. He mm-hmm. seems British. So yes. You know yeah. what? You're right, though. You, I, right. Feel like he's, I feel like he's been adopted. He's actually got it. He gives off big British energy. I wouldn't mind yeah. claiming him for our own, to be honest. Yeah, we get it. We understand. I, I understand. That's it's totally funny because fine. Donald has big British energy, where his son, Kiefer, is pure America. Yes. Like, you, there's, a, there's a divide there. You can yeah. Think. His, Kiefer is so pure America that they drop the A. It's America. America. Pure America. America. Yeah. America. Um, what did you think of Jenna Malone? Because I really dig her as Lydia, but it's a very different take. I like her. I I thought she was. It was. It is a very different take. I I think that um, who is it in the? Is it Julia Swallow? Is that who plays her in? Oh no, it's yeah, it's Julia Swallow, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think I prefer her, Lydia. Maybe. Um, I I also kind of didn't mind that they cut that storyline down. Obviously, they have to for time. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted more Carrie Mulligan, but that's just because I love Carrie Mulligan. Kitty Erasure. So. Kitty Erasure. I'm yeah. also just, I was just reflecting on Jenna Malone being the only American, and of course she's Lydia. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you know what? That, it, it's, she does have, we talked about this in a previous episode. They both have such big America energy. Like, and yeah. when they leave for America, we're like, good, that's where you belong. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you belong over there. Yeah. yeah you're going to fit in just fine. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so we've talked about the old folks, and we've talked about Lady Catherine, and we have talked about the sisters. Okay, so what about the dude costumes? We mentioned the duster as sort of the iconic yes. costume here. Um, what else is going on in that story? Well, I think in a weird way, it's quite similar, like how Darcy, he's very like uptight, everything's very specifically formal, somber, but that's kind of the era anyway, is like this shift away, as said before, like from this kind of French influence where people are wearing makeup and powdered wigs and being all a little bit like frilly and extra, and now they're kind of into the kind of, going to the kind of neoclassical stuff, so this period's all about athletic bodies with the men uh <laughs> as we've seen with the uh, thighs thighs are very important at this time uh oh, really yeah it was oh. it was all about the perfect athletic body for men i um, would have thrived during this time <laughs> my thighs are perfect <laughs> nice awesome Good yeah so they loved a thigh loved a uh <laughs> to kind of revel in masculinity. Uh, the interesting thing about the red coats, which I was reading in this uh, Hillary Davidson book, uh, is that basically that was just branding by the British military, was they wanted a brand, they got it. Which, and it's very effective, uh, especially at the Netherfield party when it, most of the women are in white, they're in red, and the other men are in their usual gear. So they kind of, the 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 men in red stand out and it's very kind of like erotic. Uh, and it's like the time when women, they're like the people that they can kind of objectify a little bit. So, so, oh, and, and Kitty and Lydia. Did. Yeah. So from a branding, is that like the first time in history that we had that kind of like very vibrant military garb? Is that, is that what's going on there? I or? don't want to say a hundred percent. Cause I don't know what uh. year it came in, but it was definitely, like kind of relatively new at that period. Interesting. I would like to Google to double check this, but, uh, sure. but yeah, it was definitely a newish thing. And I guess, cause they were constantly at war with various people like you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Imperialism and colonialism. Hey, yo. So yeah, there, I wonder, hey. if, I wonder if maybe the red coats, yeah, was like, cause obviously the war with, you was before this so potentially yeah. that's maybe like that it's with us I, I, yeah <laughs> it was it was you know what hey, we surrender I, I will say I am, I am as you know my surname is Fraser so I always like pick the Scottish side of my family uh, who <laughs> there you go. were also not into this whole thing uh, yeah. <laughs> so therefore uh, yeah I, I'm never part of the red coat thing uh, you know what I just got very excited about. I just got very excited about when Outlander comes back and we get to talk to Emma about the Outlander. Yes. yes. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. I will flex my Fraser. No. Uh, <laughs> yes. Nice. Let's do it. Um, oh, good Fraser flex. And and mm -hmm. another thing that I learned from this book uh, is that apparently the phrase Scarlet Fever comes from women being into this kind of man. <laughs> like... No, no way! Shit! Yeah, that's like I, I, awesome. I again. I would like, I, yeah, like that's what, what this book mentions says that yeah, Scarlet Fever was about women getting the hot stuff. <laughs> Did the ailment exist first, and I then they know. just used it like Urban Dictionary to talk about the dudes in red? I reckon they must have. Done. Scarlet Fever's been around for a long time, right? Oh yeah, yeah. haven't I had it? Oh wow! Oh, I fucking had Scarlet Fever when I was in second grade. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. You slut. It's fucked up, man. 
And the house that we lived in at the time was a big old house, and I my convalescence was a week in this bedroom with like blue and ivy wallpaper. Oh. Do not recommend. So you got like a little bit Beth Marge, a yes. little bit yellow wallpaper. Yes. All in one. But I was only eight, so I don't think that the like cognitive function was strong enough to really drive myself crazy in one week. I was just really bored. <laughs> <laughs> So um, wow. there's another fun thing about the, the military as well. Other than military dress, like then going into civilian dress, which obviously still now, like a lot of the, like cardigans and things are from military. Um, basically, it's this place where men could like show off more, so they and then not be concerned that people were going to question their masculinity. So the ribbon in Wickham's hair and his like very long luscious hair, like in the military, you could like be like, "Hey, I like fashion." But I don't peacock. have to like, yeah, yeah, peacocking, perfect, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's the one place where they could, uh, yeah, do that. It, that's fascinating. It's yeah, read yeah. this. This book is so great. I feel like you know when you read something, you're like, oh, 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 like that's that's me reading this book. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm sold. Give me, yeah. I'm doing it. Um, okay, I feel like the next important question is from watching as a as a person who loves atonement. From watching this 2005 PP, do you are you able to draw any threads in your mind between the costumes in this and the costumes in that? Yes. Sidebar: Obviously, we should also talk about the green dress. But well, that's that's the link. So she right. wears the green dress in this. Obviously, it's a very different green dress um, in a very different moment. But I literally saw Karen Green, and I was like, Atomon, like. She can't, I can't, I can't see her in that color and then be like, oh yeah, like, so that would be the, the one place where I would immediately like, and then again, that movie is all about class as well and being accepted and the fact that, uh, you know, everything happens because one person's poor and the rest are rich. Um, so yeah, like costume wise, definitely, yeah, green dress, like Jacqueline Duran is like a goddamn fucking, like, like, like that is one of the best costumes of all time, the atonement green dress. Like, yeah. And yeah. she won her Oscars for... She's been nominated seven times. Um, she's worked with Joe Wright five times. Um, and, yeah, she was nominated for Pride and Prejudice, and she was nominated for Atonement, and she won for Anna Karenina and Little Women for, with Greg Gatwick. So... Yeah, I green? haven't seen that Anna Karenina. No, I, mean, I haven't I either, no. Oh. And that's Joe Wright as well. And do you know what she's doing next? So the next movie she's got coming out. So she's period lady, um, but she's done, done the Batman, the new Batman movie. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool as hell. Yeah. So yeah, the Batman's Robert Pattinson hell. in a green bat suit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see. Oh, and the new Princess Diana movie, the Spencer with um, Casey. Oh. She's done that as well. Cool. So I think I even if the movie is going to be, I have no idea what the movie's going to be like, but I think the costumes are obviously going to be <laughs> the exceptional. Be so. um, she also, did she do the, um, the, the Pew Nissans? No, that's the Fassbender Macbeth. Never mind. Uh, right. Cause that's Lady Macbeth. No, she did the, the Fassbender Cotillard Macbeth too. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a great movie. Well, I quite like it. It's kind of weird, but, it is weird, but it's it's a it's it a looks good amazing. Watch. She yeah. just did um she did two episodes of Small Axe, the Steve McQueen anthology. Mm. She did Love Is Rock, which is the like the house party one, which is stunning. So good. 
Yeah. So she's just, like, a phenomenal costume designer who isn't just one period. And I think what she shows with period costume is that you can have what you would expect, but then, like, with this Pride and Prejudice, there's, like, a whole other story that you might not expect. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that I love about the costumes in this one is I feel like it does a much better job of underlining the class difference. And the the miniseries is my PP, but it does a much better job of underlining the class differences through the costumes. Because yeah. you look at Judy, every time that you go to somebody who's richer than the Bennetts, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Ooh. And by the time you arrive um, at Lady Catherine's joint, at Lady <laughs> Catherine's sweet pad, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not peasants. Uh, but they're not rich because that's rich. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. very rich. What I really like as well is how in the Bennett home there's like just material everywhere. Like there's like ribbons and like there's like you can tell they're fixing things. There's that kind of element in there as well, which I think is really cool. Or like making old dresses look new or like putting yeah. a ribbon on it to update it or like that's interesting. I wouldn't have put that together, but that's 100% why they have a pile of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and when they talk about the ball, like all the girls go to Jane to ask her to like one use her dress, but also like take apart other dresses to put onto dresses. I remember it's that. Like it's pretty like pretty and pink. Yeah. yeah. They're Frankensteining their ball looks. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's uh, one of the P and P alts that I read, Longborn, one of the more famous ones, um, which is about uh, the servants at. Longborn during the period of Pride and Prejudice. Mm. It's it's fine. But um, there's a whole chapter that the premise of the chapter comes from one sentence in Pride and Prejudice and sentences, even the very shoe roses for Netherfield were bought by proxy. And they're like, <laughs> so what that means is it was raining. So instead of them going to buy their own stupid little attachments for their slippers, they had the servants go. So it's just like one of the servants marching through the rain to buy little tiny things to put on their shoes for the field ball. Anyway, because you, you got to get your shoe roses. Yeah, I'd, duh. I'd watch that PP adaption, a long, a longborn adaption with just. I the think servants. it might have. Been, I think there might be a, a film option in the works somewhere. I'd watch it that. Was fine. So yeah. that's, that's the downstairs version of Upstairs, Downstairs. Janine, did you ever watch Upstairs, Downstairs? No. There you go. You would be into it. <laughs> that sounds like I'd be into that. Did too. you ever watch Gosford Park? Ooh. No. That's Upstairs, yeah, Downstairs in like two hours. Okay. Ooh, it's so good. Gosford Park is a good ass. I've not seen that. I've watched all the dunes. Oh, really you would good. love it. You would love it. The costumes are so cool. Yes, you would love and it. the acting is amazing. Gosford Park. Emma, just go watch it. I'm intrigued by this 1940 version of Pride and Prejudice as well. Like... <laughs> Because also from a costume point of view, it looks bananas. Because like it's like it's terrible. It's got it's well, it's Adrian who I love, but yeah, it looks like kind of like Gone with the Wind. Like yes, but Pride of Prejudice. That's what they did. Yeah, they. Uh, this is the one with Sir Larry, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we we talked about this. They actually used some of the costumes from Gone with the Wind um, so that they didn't they recycled them. Right. So obviously that makes it set a hundred years after it would have been. <laughs> Yeah, but they also were like, those costumes are boring. We want yeah. we want Puff. hoop skirts. <laughs> Let's want, do this. Who we can? We want hock sleeves. We want, yeah. And then, we, let's sorry. add some archery. We'll just add some archery. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, Regency's funny because obviously at the moment it's it's having its time again because of Bridgerton, which has obviously put like a modern spin on it as well, color-wise and things. Um, 
But yeah, it is interesting how Regency is quite divisive in terms of cut and stuff. Like, cause I, I think it's fine. It's not like my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think it just looks comfortable. Yes. Yeah, there is that. Definitely. Like, I'm at, like I love, just put me in something lightweight and flowy and yeah. let me lounge around the house. Yeah. It, that it, sounds great. It, it, it optimizes my, my fashion dreams, you know, tall boots and a long jacket. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd actually, I think I prefer the men's clothes. To be That's yeah. why I like Lizzie's stuff in it as well, because there is that kind of masculine kind of tailoring mm-hmm. to her. Her she, ha- as well. she has a long jacket that she wears every now and then which yeah. I yeah. too. and in that last yeah. scene when yeah when they're walking across <laughs> in their matching dusters oh, yeah. with that and open she's shirt. in her nightgown right yeah yeah and yeah. he's in his jammies too because yeah. remember he's it's all like open to the it's navel it's like, it's like swinging behind him and we just, just i'm bearing my heart flag. to you and just the rest of my sternum serving heathcliff realness yeah very <laughs> bronte yeah uh all right, Janine, Julie, hmm. do y'all have more questions for Emma? Things you want to inquire about? Anything? Our sage. <laughs> no? Cool. No. Uh, Emma, are there other things that you were like, I want to make sure we talk about this? Let me have a look at my notes. Um, I think, actually, we've done quite a lot of the, the stuff that I wanted to. Yay! Oh, I do have a question. So we briefly talked about this, and it won't take long for you to, like, I don't know. So this, the the costume, the sorry, the time period that this one is set in, that Joe Wrights is set in, would it be full corsetry? Or would it be a transition between the full corset and the just the top corset? It seems like it's a transition. Um, so it's like, it is the more kind of natural waistline corsets, because there is that moment, isn't there, where they're getting pulled as well. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it seems transitional to me. Like, okay, I think everything about this period is weirdly transitional. They're like, yeah, like I felt that it, it did feel that way. It felt like everything was, uh, in between something. Yeah, like the whole movie. And the the thing that I appreciate about this movie so much, and we've talked about this too, is that it feels more real, like realistic, like mm-hmm. lived in. Like we talked about how you could smell everybody at. <laughs> yes. Ooh, actually, the there is yeah. something I do want. So that shot of her, like with her coat flapping in the wind, like it, it seemed like that should be in portrait of an us, a lady on fire. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's a beautiful shot. And so the same, the first shot of Pemberley is insane. Like it does that makes you realize how rich he is. I don't necessarily know if the 95 version made me think, oh, this guy is like crazy rich. Whereas this, I was like, oh, he's got a statue of him. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like in this one, the outside was obviously gorgeous, but the 95 one was more impressive to me from the outside. But this one, it's about the inside. It's about his like marble statuary collection, his crazy (laughs) frescoes on the ceilings and how, what like his taste level is off the chart. And you're like, Oh, but it feels like people live there. That's my issue with the 95 one is that it doesn't feel like anybody lives there. Agreed. This is like, like this is their home. It just happens to be a home that people go on tours in. (laughs) Could you imagine stumbling through that statuary like trying to get a drink of water 
<laughs> like in the like, middle of the night being like oh, I just fuck. have to pee and yeah. my chamber pot wasn't there and then like shadows every time keep you pass that one sculpture with the fine ass you just slap it as you walk past <laughs> I know Darcy does that and there's mm, one who, there's one whose eyes feels like it's following you so you kind of avoid it <laughs> yeah you go around the back side of that one <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> yeah totally uh, oh, man, so here's what's got to happen we the Julie, Janine, and I, um, we're all going to plan a field trip to the UK, and we're going to oh. come to upon Avon. What was the well, name? That's not where I live now. That's right. where my mom is. So Strathcona-Avon. Okay. Now I'm in Norwich, which Norwich. has a castle that was built in like 1100, and my apartment is right by some of the old city wall, which is just there. See that's what I'm fucking, saying? Wait, fucking that cool. fucking fucks with my mind. So <laughs> we're coming, to, we're coming to Norwich. We're going to slap the city wall, and then we're going to put in a request for a tour of your apartment um, cool. so that you can show us all of the aspects of your stately home. Yes, that's going to be it's sweet. this. <laughs> but actually, when there's a line about one of them going to Matlock, and my uh, hen weekend, so bachelorette weekend i guess um we went to that area of of the country because we got a nice airbnb so cool yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a stately home it wasn't the uh, darcy palace uh. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be a weird place yeah to, to get drunk imagine? and tip drag queens that would be can you imagine you're just like i'll take this airbnb oh the pictures look nice whatever and then you show up and it's pemberley you yes. show up and you stand up in your carriage and go and go <laughs> it's, it's just the statuary with a mattress in the corner like oh yeah. oh no that's too real <laughs> no. that's too dark <laughs> that we're not seeing in our little zoom view of emma's office is that she's seated directly next to her personal large marble, marble statue of herself <laughs> it's just out of frame. And it's got a hand like this, so every time she walks past, high five yourself. Well, I have news I want to share with Emma, which is that Emma, after we get done with Joe Wright's PP and we have some like wrap ups for this, uh, we're calling it, it's first half, but really let's the first and ongoing series because people are going to make Pride and Prejudice adaptations forever. Forever. Um, but it's the end of our first chunk of PP adaptations. This is the end of it. And we're going to do some little wrap up things. And then we're starting Emma. Oh, cool. I have seen some of these. So, uh, Great. <laughs> uh I think we're starting with the, um, the 96, the Gwyneth Paltrow cool. one, but yeah. the, but of all of the Emmas that I'm excited to talk to you about, and I'm excited to talk to you about various and sundry Emmas, the one I am most looking forward to, Clueless. I can't fucking wait to talk yeah. to you about Clueless. It's my personal fave. So, uh. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Oh, it's going to yeah. rule. I, I just realized actually one person we haven't talked about who I Ooh. need to just because of his hair mostly um, is Tom Holland as uh, Mr. Collins because, mm -hmm. wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> a divisive performance. How did you I feel really, about this, I, Mr. Collins? I mean, I love him in everything. I think he's great. Like, he's one of those actors that shows up and I'm always like, fabulous. You're going to make me laugh and be wonderful. Yeah, no, I thought, I didn't know he was divisive. He's divisive. As this. Yeah. In this group. I, 
In this, I, I didn't care for. No, that, you know. well, I just I dig him. I just don't dig him as much as I dig David Bamber. In that. David Bamber is yeah. See, that's probably true. I just think his hair is so like the kind of bowl cut mullet. <laughs> I like... will say that that straight line on the bangs, one hundred percent, he did so it himself yeah. in the mirror at Rosings. Yes, yeah, perfect. It's just such yeah. a good detail. <laughs> it's just, it's really wonderful. Um, you know, Janine cuts his own hair. Impressive. So there, but there, but for the grace of God, go you, my yeah. Janine. This is this is yeah, my... but you do a good job. Oh, see, I doesn't give a fuck. I have a slight shave side too, and my husband did it yesterday. He he kind of trimmed it because it was getting a bit long. So I, I like, I'm cool. trying to figure out how to do the, deal with the crown of my head because I mostly just assume it doesn't exist, and I like put stuff over it. But I know it's getting floofy. It's getting very very floofy, and Embrace the wind. The floof. I will. Speaking of the floof, look at this little. Oh, look at, oh little look at him! Oh, look at him! All right, well, he's out in the front room. Okay. Well, that is gonna do it for us for this week. Oh. We will be back next week, and I'm gonna do all my stuff later to spare Emma having to listen to our <laughs> list of wonderful patrons. But there are so many of you, uh, so that's a flex, but it's also pretty boring to just watch someone read on Zoom. So we're not gonna do it on the camera. Emma, thank you so much. Thank so you. much. I've been looking forward to this. Yay! It was great. It's been a blast. And thank you for introducing me to the world of Pride and Prejudice, which I guess I should have watched already or read. Uh, Criminal. And I hadn't. Um, I still haven't read it, uh, but I have now watched it. So. It's a good book. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I have a copy, actually. I just, yeah. I assume day. that came in your starter kit, though. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. you're born and all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. everybody's shoving Shakespeare and Jane Austen at you. Read this. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You've got your your marble statue, which I yeah. assume grows with you. So like, yeah, when you're a baby, it's like this big, and then it yeah. just grows. Great, and then you've got a little jar of clotted cream. I'm assuming, oh, yes, and yeah. then like um, some tea, tea of mm-hmm. course, obviously, uh, uh, maybe like a a recipe for like a scone. Yeah. And then, like... Um... Although, I'm a scone person in terms of pronunciation. Oh, yes, like, that's scone. That's true. No, it's fine. My scone. husband says scone. I say scone. It's like a whole thing. Scone. So, uh... scone. Um, <laughs> how do you say uh, the town in which Roman baths are found? Oh, bath. Oh, my God. I just bath. Bath. Yeah. That's, I love it. Because Americans bath. 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 For real though, thank you yes. so much. No, thank uh, you. Stay tuned for Julie and Aaron and I, who's Aaron? Janine and I giggling about how good that episode was. Oh, thank Bye. you. Yeah. She's so good. I know. Just really, just really good. And she's person. very patient with our British jokes. I know. Really is. Though she was, you know, pointing to us for the American Revolution. So I guess we're kind of even on that. Yeah. Again, we surrender. Yeah. We surrender. You know what? We're sorry. But sorry, not sorry. Maybe sorry again. I don't know. Time I don't know. Is weird. A lot of elastic. Elastic. A lot, a lot of elastic waistbands. waistbands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's going to do it for us for this week. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlanderdrinkcast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast and also at sickburnjane. You can find us on Instagram at podlandercast and at sickburn jane and at podlander presents hey, oh we fancy we, we fancy. fancy um we're also on the internet the po- at podlander po- 
Nope. Are, it's not no up idea. Yet. It's not up yet. Never mind. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> We're it's working up. on it. Okay. Uh, you can also, of course, find us on Patreon, where you can back all of our shows at patreon.com slash podlanderdrugcast, where you can get Janine's Corner. There's a brand new Janine's Corner about Janine's new corner. Yeah. Do you get that? It's Because he moved. It's new and the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I'm sure, he, that's a, is there a Jasper appearance in that one? No, because that was like really early in the move, so he was hiding under the bed. Okay. Yeah. Future Jasper appearances, though. You can look I mean, for look, Jasper appearances. look how comfortable look he is right he's now. He's looking real good right now. He's just he hanging out on that great. fucking couch behind my shoulder. He's it's loving just, this. It's just, God, he's so cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast, where you can find all the things. Uh, we want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do the show, which is not cheap, um, but we especially want to thank the following wonderful people. Uh, have I already done the joke where I say everything slow? I have. Yeah. G.S. Bree, Mallory Smith, Catspaw156, Maddie Perkins, Snazzy Nuck, Lisa Briand, Julia Gulia, she of the Be Better Blanket, first of her name. <laughs> <coughs> Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Madison Johnson, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Ashley Tegason, Kristen Freckled Fury, Laura Colm, Amelia Bazell, Liz Penniston, oh, sorry, Liz and Tinkerbell. How dare I? Stella Come Welsh, on. Chrissy Shively, Claire Feeney, Rochelle Lefevre, Heather Robbins, Jerry Hurdle, Emily Carlson, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Steph Peterson, Kelly Mazzella, Chantel Salters, Mary the Falling Statue, Tara Lucino, Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura, Mary of the Great Virginia Bogowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, K. Marlowe, Trish McCurry, Julie Dutoy, I still, Julie, I'm so sorry, Jen Leonard, Drunklin, Kelly Bottom, and then Kiki! The wise. Thank you so much for your support of the show. It means so much. We will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.